really excited about today's episode. It's really exciting to know that I'm going to give you guys all these valuable things that I've been applying to my life that have worked for me tremendously. So please, if you are able to, if you're not driving, of course, but if you're able to get a pen and paper and take some notes, or if not, play it back a couple times, it's powerful stuff. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Guide, an uplifting podcast that explores the pursuit of truth through various disciplines such as history, spirituality, religion, philosophy, inner work, and science. What's going on, Truth Seekers? I'm your guide, Felipe Aristizabal. Today, we wanted to delve deep into the mind renewal. We spoke about thinking about what we think about and learning to control what we can control from what we cannot control. So I wanted to start there. In, in a war, in a battle, let's call it, you can't, you can't get ahead in a battle. You can't do anything if you're not vigilant and you're not paying attention to what is going on. And this is why it's important to think about what we think about. Because for the majority of my life, until two years ago, I let my mind wander and do whatever the heck it wanted. I, I really said to myself, whatever pops into my head is who I am. And I kind of just let it flow. I was, you know, a person that was like, let's just let it go with the flow. Uh, but it had me in chains. It had me with depression, with anxiety, uh, a lot of different problems. You know, that's why it's important to understand that what we're doing here with this mind renewal is we're changing the perspective and our point of view. It's a different way of thinking. I'll give you a quick story. You have two identical twins. Now, let's just say they're so identical that they're almost like a clone. And they have an alcoholic father. Now, these two twins grow up. One becomes a doctor. The other becomes an alcoholic. And you ask one of them, hey, why, why did you become a doctor? And the answer is, because I saw my father. And then you ask the alcoholic, why did you become an alcoholic? Because I saw my father. And the point here is that what changed in this situation was the perspective, the point of view of how each person looked at their father. So remember, think about what you think about. It's not as easy as you may think if you haven't done it before, but it will get easier over time. I used to have to replace a negative thought with a positive thought, or you can call it a fleshly thought with a spiritual thought, five times a day in the first you know, two months. After that, I was rebuking that thought and changing that thought maybe once a month. Now, it's not that it's not going to happen, but imagine if you had an abandoned building for years. It's so bad that no matter what happens, even if you drop a little, you know, dust or a little dirt somewhere, you won't see it because there's so much dirt everywhere that there's no way to see where it got dirty. But the important thing is that we start the process even if it's a small step, it might look overwhelming because it's been so long and it might feel like that, but everything could be done. Even an abandoned, tore down building could be remodeled and redone and it starts with the first baby step or first step, no matter the, how big or small that step may be, progress. Now, once we start the process, it might take months, it might take years. It took me almost a year and a half for my house and once I cleaned up the house, and I'm still in process now, we're all still going to always be in the process because even when we have a clean house, it doesn't mean it's not going to get dirty again. So 
that goes to my next point. Once we clean up the house, then when it gets dirty, you can spot the dirt from any place, anywhere in the house because the house is so clean that it's easy to see where it's dirty now. And now not only is it easy to see, which is kind of like saying where we failed or where we lose our peace or where we get depressed or stressed, that's the representation of the dirt, let's call it, right? A stain or a problem in the house. So once we see it, now we can, I mean, now, now that it's, uh, it's organized and clean, now we can see the problem. And once we see it, we can go clean it easier. It's not going to take us a year to clean the problem. We've already cleaned the big problem. Now it's just going to take us a very short time to clean that area. The only thing is it's not enough just to clean the area and to know where it's at. But it's also, now you have to see where did it come from? There's, and you look, if there's a leak in the roof, you have to fix the roof because if not, not only will this continue happening, but it's going to get worse and it's going to get out of control where it's going to contaminate the rest of the house. But if you, if you clean the problem and interrogate where the problem came from, in this case, you see that it has a leak in the roof, fixing the roof, now that problem won't happen there. Now you might get another part of the house dirty again, that's going to happen and you're going to have to do the same process, but it won't build to the point it gets out of control and is imagine if you leave a leak, eventually it becomes a big leak and then mold and then worse and then more water and then floods. And so it just, it's easier once you've cleaned up the house. But remember, interrogate the action and find out where it came from. What stimulated this? What caused it? Was it a movie or an image that I saw? Was it sounds or songs that I heard? Or was it people I was around or was it things I thought about and believed, those are usually the causes of your action and why you feel a certain way or why you do certain things. So if you can backtrack and interrogate where that started, where how what, what caused this, it will help you learn and build a habit to figure these things out. And of course, this will better your Life And this is the way to renew our minds. This is why renewing our mind is so important in the spirit because it cleans our body, cleans the inside of the cup first. And so that way we can clearly see now the speck of sawdust in our brother's eye and we're able to help them. One example was it was hard for me before to look at a pretty woman and not think of lustful thoughts. And I thought, you know, this is just who I am. But then I realized that I was looking at, when I, when I interrogated these actions, I realized that I was looking at images, sexual images like pornography online, um, you know, women showing their bodies on social media. I was listening to sexual lyrics. I was watching movies with a lot of sex in it. And so all of these things I was doing were going through my sen- external senses and subconsciously and consciously, I was programming myself to be this way and I didn't realize. So this is why it was hard for me not to look at things in a lustful way. And so once I started realizing this and I cleaned this area of my house and fixed the roof and started, you know, in the sense of how the mess started, in the sense I started eliminating these images and sounds and try to try to be more vigilant about this. Once I eliminated that, now I could see women and I could see them as my sister with love, with respect. You know, even if you go in your mind and think of someone else, if you're already committed to someone else, then that's going to affect that relationship and it's going to affect you in a negative way. And I've let, the, 
I've let it leak in sometimes, very small, nothing compared to before, but I've I've witnessed how, my gosh, I'm feeling a certain way again. What is this? And so I'll I'll remember, oh, that's right. I let myself, you know, think a little bit on that. I, I saw some of these images and I'm learning. I'm still in the process. I'm still growing. However, this is something that I'm sharing with you guys because I feel it will help a lot of us. And this is just one example of how that can help us by interrogating our thoughts and our actions and where they come from and why we act the way we act and why we treat people the way we treat them. We have to ask ourselves these questions. So remember, we have to feed ourselves with truth with the word, feed ourselves with only truth. And if we can do that, we can learn what truth is. So when we are vigilant and think about what we think about, when we think of something that's negative or bad or dark, we can then replace it with truth. But if we don't know truth, we can replace that lie with another lie. And so that could be counterintuitive. So it's better just to know truth so you can do this process correctly now, it's not enough to saturate yourself with truth if you don't apply it. So, yes, no truth but apply it. And this is how we apply it. We filter our thoughts by vigilance, thinking about what we think about. So when something pops in our mind, we're able to interrogate that thought. And if it's not of God, take it captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ. Which means with the Holy Spirit, with the spirit of truth, with the truth you get to know and understand, feel yourself with, you replace that lie with the truth. And that's what you're doing. Now, there's going to be times, of course, where you're going to have thoughts or situations where you're not going to know if it's something God wants you to do or not. In this moment, I call again with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, and I say, you know, if it's not of you, please remove it in the name of Joshua. But if it is yours and you want me to think about it and you need, you, and it's from you, Please embed it in me, keep it in me. And when I believe it, when I say it, it always works. It, if it's a thought that God doesn't want me to think about, it completely disappears. And if it's something that he wants me to think about, I end up meditating on this thought. Um, but it's important, of course, during this process to get to know the truth, desire truth. The next thing we spoke about is learn to separate what you can control from what you cannot control. Now. This is very easy when you actually think about it because there's only one thing we can control. The only thing we can control is the one thing God doesn't want to control, which is your free will, your choice. And that's not your external choices because your actions and words are already the end result. It's your internal choices that you have. It's the only thing you have, your choice to choose to think something either in a positive light or negative light, your choice to respond in certain ways in the moment. And all of these are the ones that are important. But now you know the free will and your inner choice is the only thing you can control, which means that everything else outside of that, you cannot control nothing. No circumstance, no person, anything. You're not able to control anything other than your choices. All right, inside. And that's going to determine, of course, your actions. So learn to separate it. As soon as you think of something and something you feel like you, you're worried about or stressed, think, think to yourself, is this something I can control with how I look at it? Yes, I can look at it in a better light, in a better perspective, so I'm going to do that. But that's it. Everything else outside of that, I can't control. 
So I'm not going to stress or worry about anything I can't control because I can't control it. I could just control how I look at it, how I think of it, how I respond to it. And that changes everything. If there's a bad image and I know I shouldn't look at it, I have the choice either to continue looking at it or to eliminate it so I don't look at it again. And also choosing not to think about it again or to keep feeding that thought. So if you look at it from the right perspective, that means that you find inner peace and joy within you. Not on, you don't depend on anyone or a loved one or a, you know, a partner or, or a family member or a friend. You don't depend on anyone but the Holy Spirit, anyone but God. That's it. Because the only one that won't let you down is God. And with that beauty is that you feel so much peace when you realize that. The beauty about that is that it doesn't leave you alone. It actually brings more people around you. And you, you then once you have this clarity and this freedom inside, you're able to share it with others. You can't give what you don't have. Also, I got to remove the log out of my eye so then I can clearly see the little piece of sawdust in my brother's eye. So we need to know that we can't control some things. And the only thing we can do is control how we respond and how we think about it. And how we think and respond to these things is what determines my happiness and my peace and joy in life. It's your perspective. It's not going to change. This situation is not going to change your external life. Everything else is going to stay the same. If they don't change, everything else will remain the same. The reason why your life will be abundant and happy and full is only because your perspective changed, not anything outside of you. And that's so important to realize. So remember, anytime you don't control it, you have, even if I, for example, I've had situations where I got a pain in a certain weird area of my body or my face or my head and I feel a little nervous or fearful of what's going on and should I go to the doctor and this and do that and oh my God, what if I, this happens? What if I have this thing and I die tomorrow? Like, so all these fears that I cannot control, they're only causing higher levels of cortisol and they're only developing more damages inside of me where it's going to affect me now in the moment, give me stress and rob me of my peace but then also affect me in the future with sicknesses and problems. I mean, it's only a threat of something that could happen that is robbing you of your peace today. So it's important to know I can't do anything about that. So why am I stressing it and causing myself damage and causing other people around me damage because of these thoughts and these worries when I could just let go and say, I'm grateful for my life. I can't control it. If I die tomorrow, that, that's God's will. Nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can do is think, in a positive perspective and say, what I can do is say, you know, the point of view I'm taking is thank you for the life that I've been given and all this life that I have been given, I'm so grateful for. So if I do die tomorrow, thank you for the life you've been given me. And I'm going to enjoy my next 24 hours enjoying peace and fully abundantly enjoy this life because everyone dies, but not everyone truly lives. Living a life of misery and depression is hell. No one wants to live that life. But it's my choice, and I choose peace, and no one can make that choice for me. That makes me peaceful and happy. Now, I trust God's in control, so I said, you know, I could do what I can do. And I did what I could. I did the best I could in the best spirit I could, and I thought the best thoughts about it and the best perspective and looked at the bright side and the silver lining in the situation. It's all I could do. And everything could be looked at in a positive light, even death. Without death... There's no value to life. Without Judas, we have no salvation. Without pain, we have no pleasure. So it's important to know 
Separate what you can control from what you cannot control. All right? And to be able to do that, you need to think about what you think about. Like, share, comment. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if you have any questions. If you want the truth to spread and the kingdom to spread, help me by rating the show. Everything is appreciated. Grateful for everyone here. Remember, perspective is everything. You could make it heaven. You could make it hell. The choice is yours.